Welcome to episode 178 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always, and hope everyone had a great 4th of July yesterday. You damn sure better have. Yeah, I know we did. Oh yeah, totally. I'm positive of it. Oh man, I I, I drank so many beers, I threw up so many times. It did was you great. really? Oh yeah. You pulled a Kevin Graham and threw up everywhere. Huh? Oh man. I just a called puddle, him out on the podcast. Puddle of my puke. <laughs> We're being, uh, what's the right word? Hopeful, I guess. Facetious. Yeah, facetious. Because yeah. we're actually recording this right before July 4th. But oh, why'd you, you have right to go after. fucking spoil it? I God figure, damn it. I just figure the normal human being knows that. Okay. This shit right. isn't live, but. Oh, fuck. Usually July 4th turns out good, so I assume that July 4th, yeah, 2018 totally. will be Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Well, this week we've got the band Narwolf here. Yes. Out of Austin, Texas. The entire band joined us for a chat. We're going to get to that here in a bit, talk a little about them. But before we do, we're going to play some music, and we're going to talk about a few other things. Of course. And we've kind of, between a couple topics we got, the band Narwolf and the music we're going to play, we're kind of spanning the spectrum of all types of rock and roll here. Why not? Because that's what we love to do. So it's about. All right, before we get into all that stuff, we need to mention, as always, that we are sponsored by DEB Concerts and Vitz Screen Printing. Definitely. Yeah, Vitz Screen Printing out of Oklahoma City. The screen printing, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, all that great stuff. They do They do a lot of stuff for bands in the Oklahoma area, but of course, they will do it for whatever you need. If you've got a business or mm-hmm. anything you want to get shirts made from, hit these guys up. Look them up at VITS Screen Printing on Facebook. Give them a follow, a like, so you have that there when you need shirts in the future. Yeah. We use them ourselves. That's why we're totally. here to talk about him. Not Heck only yeah. a fan, but I'm a client as well. That's right. You know. Kind of like Men's Warehouse or <laughs> that's right, or the Hair Club for Men. <laughs> Even though neither of us need the Hair Club for Men right now. You don't think I do? Um, no, because you're fucking rocking that shit. Oh, okay, thank you. I might need it eventually, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like they do our t-shirts, so get on neatthunderunderground.com. Look at merch and buy a t-shirt. Of course. We've got other stuff for selling there as well. Also, DEB Concerts. Here in the Tulsa area, local promoter, headed up by Doug Burgess. Great dude. Very glad to have him sponsoring this podcast. And he's bringing in all kinds of bands that we grew up on and that we love still to this day. He's brought in tons of great stuff in the past and here coming up shortly, like I'm talking next Friday night, July Mm -hmm. 13th. At the Ideal Ballroom, we've got Dokken making their return. Hell yeah. Just recently, here about two months ago, two or three months ago, we had Chris McCarville, the bass player from Dokken, on this podcast. Very good episode to check out. That show has Doxy and Down for Five opened up. Nice. So then, following that, we've got Steelheart playing Safari Joe's H2O Water Park. That's a Thursday night here, July 26th in Tulsa. Cannot miss Steelheart. One of the best voices in the history of rock and roll. It'll blow your dick in the dirt. That it will. Hashtag dick in the dirt. By God. Shout out to Paulette. Hashtag moist. Oh my God. Okay. Two nights later. CJ's going to be mad at you for that. I think he's cool with it. Shit. She'll smooth him over for us. Okay. Okay. July 28th. Back at the Ideal Ballroom. Chuck Garrick. Calico Cooper. And their band Bisto Blanco. Can't wait for this one. Doxy, 
not is that right? Doxy and Driver's open on that one, right? I think so. Yeah. And that is absolutely free. So you better fucking go. Yeah, you got no excuse, fuckers. You got no excuse. You don't have excuse anyway when it's not free, but I'm just saying. this You have even <laughs> less of an excuse now. April, uh, August 18th, Faster Pussycat with Don Jameson and Dead Metal Society opening that bad boy. And then flash forward to November 3rd, recently announced Kicks. Holy fuck! Didn't we just mention this like a month ago? Like, we wish Kicks could play the ideal? And look what's happening. Here it is. We're not taking credit. We're just saying no, yeah, 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 we yeah. willed this into the universe. Yes, you know? it, right? Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, Taiketo's going to be here, and I'm going to take a shit out of my dick. <laughs> well, then we've got December 8th. Also, LA Guns was announced a while back, but recently oh, it was fuck. announced that Junkard was added. Fuck yeah. So this is another band that I've, I don't think you've ever seen either, have you? No. Neither one of us had had the opportunity to ever see. They've always eluded me. So Cross I'm that su- off the list. Super excited to finally see some totally. Junkyard. Yeah. But yeah, and there's going to be some more stuff announced here shortly. Looking forward to this. Can't wait. There you go. I said, I'm going to correct myself. I believe I said Down for Five is opening up for docking, but it's actually Rocket Science. Okay. Rocket Science and Doxy. And then. Gotcha. Then the uh, Bisto Blanco show is Down for Five with Driver. I trust you. Okay. Because I said that last time and Jana called me out. <laughs> As well she should. That's right. Because I'm trying to go off the cuff and all this memorization crap, right? Well, you're, I, can't, I couldn't even <laughs> touch that, so you're doing good. All right. All right. Well, once again, thank you, DB Concerts and Vit Screen Printing. So first, uh, what do we want to go with first? Should we get uh, the, the it's Vin- up to you, man. Get anything out first here? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we... And I'll say, this is... Trent went with uh, some of our friends. I did not go... So this is all Trent, Trent's account. Uh, I'm just going to hand it over to him. Well, you can interject whatever you feel like. Well, I'm just, I'm just glad you got, I'm just (laughs) glad one of us got to go. I'm glad you got to go. Right. Um, It was pretty heavy, a pretty important thing. So yeah, just let everyone know how it went. Yeah. If you don't know, last week we had a tribute podcast of Vinnie Paul where we just did our tribute and then replayed our Pantera every album in a row. And this past weekend, that Vinnie Paul's funeral was this past Saturday, and then the past Sunday was the public memorial here in, I say here in, no, we went down to Dallas, Texas. It was at the bomb factory. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we went, I went with some friends. I went with our buddy Kevin Graham, who anyone that's listened to this podcast has heard his name countless times throughout yes, the years. Yes, yes, you, you He's sure have. made many adventures with us. You've heard the name Chris Taylor many times because we talk about a lot of his stuff. He's runs DMG Productions. He has a show on Rock Rage Radio every Saturday called Solon's Playlist. He also went with me, and then Jack Clinton and Shannon Palmer, both people that we've met through Rocklahoma and gotten to know. Very glad that... All four of these people made the trip with me. Definitely. And it's just one of those things, like, you know, going to a memorial service that it's not going to be fun, but, you know, it's a good thing because there's lots of great stories or great... Yes, you guys are together. Yeah, remembrance. Yes, yes, definitely. But in this case, you know it's going to be a little bit more uplifting than your standard memorial because a lot of Uh times you go to a funeral or something and it's like everything's... Even though you're trying to celebrate someone's life, everything's still... Extremely, you know, yeah. 
heartbreaking. But with Vinny, the way he lived his life, you knew that this was going to be a celebration as much yeah. as possible, and it really was. I mean, you got there, and for a couple hours between the doors open and when it actually started, there was music playing with a constant stream of, of um, photo slideshow on the screen. Totally. And for two hours, they didn't even start repeating pictures until like an hour and a half into it. And wow. even then, there were new pictures coming in as well. And I mean, that's how many... Because this guy, you've seen, you know, well before he died, you'd see people all the time with Vinnie Paul because the yeah. guy was always a part of everything. And Well, you know, one thing that... Excuse me. I want to make sure you touch on... I mean, you... We talked about this the other day, and or yesterday, I think. And you went into pretty good detail, and I guess you could do that now. But I just want to make sure, make make definitely sure that you cover the uh, what Jose Mangan from SiriusXM said. What? Oh, right. Yeah, you, I, I really want to make sure you cover that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because I really enjoyed that, and I think, yes, it's tongue-in-cheek, but it's actually, when you look at, you know, who we're talking about and how it went, it's it's pretty pretty funny and, uh, you know, in a weird way, a little, you know, heartwarming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one of the, he was, well, he was the second speaker, I think, or yes. second or third, but the way it was formatted is there was, you know, several people in person, and then there was countless Ton, I can't even, I couldn't even guess how many tons of videos that were sent in mm-hmm. by artists, you know, that sent in a clip of them, you know, whether it be 15, 20 seconds and some were several minutes long mm-hmm. of them talking about Vinnie Paul. And a few of them were ones that said, you know, I tried to make it, but I couldn't. Even one from Jason Bittner, who's the drummer for Overkill, formerly of Shadows Fall. Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. He said he was at the airport recording this at the airport in New York and his flight was delayed on his way there. So mm-hmm. I guess he was actually going to be a live speaker. Yeah. But yeah, when, when Jose got up there, you know that it doesn't matter who gets up there, how good of a speaker they are. Jose is going to be as good as them, if not better at what he says, because this guy has more passion about heavy metal than anyone I've ever yeah exactly you know seen in my life totally and not only that is he became a good friend of Vinnie Paul's so for him to be able to do this and compose himself you know it's pretty admirable and he spoke at the funeral the day before as well which I had seen that on Instagram but when he got here and he started talking he said that he wanted to share that when he was at the funeral he didn't know that he was going to speak there until about five minutes before he did. He did because yeah. they just came up to him and asked him, said, we need you to speak if you can. And he said, okay. And he said, it just kind of hit him in the gut, you know, and his heart was racing. He was like trying to gather his thoughts and what to say and all that. And he said, he got up there and kind of got lost in the moment. You know, it's one of those things where you want to be respectful, but you also want to make people have a good time. And he said that it just, he just blurted out without even thinking about it. Uh, Jerry Abbott, Vinny and Dimebag's dad was sitting in front row and he says, I just wanted to tell you, sir, that you have super magical sperm. <laughs> and he said in the whole, everybody there in the crowd, you know, was laughing and Jerry just kind of wasn't acknowledging it. And he said it kind of freaked him out for a second. He's like, I can't believe I just said that at a funeral to the father of, you know, the person whose funeral it is. And 
said, and then the lady next to him leaned over to him, which ended up being his sister, Vinny's yeah. aunt, and told him what he had said. He just didn't hear it in the moment. Mm-hmm. And he said yeah. he, he kind of laughed and pointed at him in mouth. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's great, right. man. That's an awesome story. But yeah, I mean, he, you know, and he went into more about what everybody knows about how great Vinny was and that, you know, I just, whether it's this or anything, I, I want to praise that dude anytime I can because he's like the greatest champion yeah. for this music, whether it be heavy metal or even hard rock, you know, of the past, of this century. Oh, I, I agree. Since the turn I, of the know, century, without a doubt. I, I love Jose and, you know, aside from... You know, all the bands that I would love to have on this show one day, he is like number one. That's right. Of one of the people I would love to have on this thing one day. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, just someone that exudes that much passion for what, not just what they do, but it's like you can t- you can tell this guy's yeah a fan just like we are and even probably a bigger fan than anybody you know, you know. Totally. And he's getting to live the dream of doing this for a living, you know. Yeah, exactly. But there was other people like, you know, Jericho came out after that. Dr. Rock, who's the DJ at Vinny's Clubhouse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jericho told some great stories. And he even mentioned, he's like, if you don't know why Vinny is always pointing at the camera when he takes a picture, it's because Vinny said when him and Dimebag were kids, every picture they saw at Elvis, of Elvis, he was pointing at the camera. And they said, well, if that's what the greatest rock and roll star in the world does and that's what we're going to do if that's what the king did yeah yep. and he said and then they did it a lot of times but not every time but then once Dimebag died then he said from that point on he always pointed at the camera because that was his tribute to Dimebag as a tribute to Elvis fuck yeah so Jericho said from now on I mean how cool is that shit well, Jericho said from now on I'm pointing at the camera every time I take fuck a picture yeah. as a tribute fuck to yeah. Vinny as a tribute to Dime as a tribute, tribute to, to Elvis. Elvis hell yeah <laughs> that's right but let's see who, like, Charlie from Anthrax came out there with Chris Adler, the two of them together. Yeah. I mean, talk about two of the best drummers in the world. Yeah, that's drumming royalty in the metal and world. Charlie's the only person that, you know, Vinny's drum set was there on the stage. He's the only person that got up there, got on it, sat down, and played for, like, 15, 30 seconds. And, uh, you know, he told a lot of great stories, and Chris, Chris Adler did as well. And, you know, something to point out, he mentioned, it was a little heartwarming, I guess. He said that Vinny Paul was his favorite drummer growing up, and he would always seek him out anytime he got the chance to see Pantera, you know, just to be able to talk to him or whatever. And he said by the time the Lamb of God, you know, started touring and everything, mm-hmm. and they would run across him, he said it, it flipped to where he didn't have to find him because Vinny Paul would always find him. And he said, and then after Dimebag died... Every time that they would cross paths and it was a Lamb of God show, Vinny would come up to him and find him and ask him where where Willie was. And he would say, well, wherever he's at. And they would make him go. He would go with him and make him go find him and then make him hug. <laughs> he's like, since they still had the opportunity to hug his brother. Wow, man, that's <laughs> that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. That makes me want to go hug my brother right, right. now. Yeah. That's that's pretty heavy. You didn't tell me that the other day. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. But man, we had a uh, who else? Like a local DJ of the the Eagle that you know had known Vinny for like twenty five years. She spoke. Yeah. Few, I think she kind of hosted it because she spoke a few times. Um, CJ Pierce 
and uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the drummer's name for Johnny Pool. Is it Jimmy something? Or God, I'm, I'm an asshole. But both of them spoke for a while. Yeah. And, you know, it was pretty heartfelt because, you know, they're from the Dallas scene. They knew him well. And then, like I said, countless videos, you know, Zach Wild, Rex Brown, you know, had an audio clip. You know, he wasn't on video. Phil, as everybody's seen in the news, you know, had a really short clip, but mm-hmm. it got the point across. And then, which I guess kind of surprised some people, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. And yeah. I'm glad sure. he did it. Sammy yeah, Hagar, exactly. Peter Chris. Bill Ward, Kid Rock, um, Randy Bly, Corey Taylor, you know, all the heavyweights of yeah. metal and hard rock. And the then, who's who. Yeah. And then, you know, even, you know, people we champion like Tommy Victor and uh, the best speech I thought of anyone recorded was probably Matt Cameron's. Yeah. I saw a headline of his speech. I haven't yeah. read it yet or watched it, but. It's funny you said that because that was like, that's the only one I've seen. Really? Yeah, that's been like featured. Maybe that's why. I mean, it was several minutes long and he went into detail about, he's one of the only people that went into detail about drumming technique and how great he thought Vinny was. And then he talked a lot, you know, just about how he said he's always been completely confident in Soundgarden, never was intimidated, especially during that period of 92. And he said the one show they played with Pantera. Look at that. They went on after him before Skid Row and... He said that he watched him from the side of stage. And he said it was the tightest band he'd ever seen, and it's the only time he ever went on stage intimidated because wow. Pantera blew Soundgarden away. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. But, yeah, I mean, we, we got out there at, like, 10 in the morning, stood in line until 3.33 out in the hot-ass sun, but it was worth it. You know? You're a warrior. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you got to go. Long-ass line, tons of people, everybody, of course, diehard pantera fans hell yeah fans and like you just kind of go down the the row that went at least three blocks from what i could see and they're down in deep ellum every 20 feet someone would have a bluetooth speaker or something and there, you heard nothing except pantera hell yeah i didn't even hear a single hell yeah <laughs> song i think i heard save me once by damage plan come over someone's speaker but the rest of the time it was nothing but pantera that's awesome and people were amazing like we, you know, we had some waters with us, but drank them all before we got out there. There was a couple, a guy and a lady walking up and down the street with ice chests full of water, just giving people water and That's and Gatorade, cool. not even charging. And then like other people that had it would just hand you water and local businesses you could walk over to and they'd just give you trays of water. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So it's a great time and the bomb factor is an amazing venue, like we've said before. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm glad I got to do it. Yes, I'm glad you got to go for sure. Definitely something, you know, I think, like Chris said, you know, something you'll remember forever. Definitely. I know Jack mentioned that too. It's not something you, you don't want to say, oh, this was great, but it's great that you were there. And it was great to be a part of it and to be a part of it with good people as well. And to just, you know, walk away from something, something like that, honoring someone that you truly loved as a fan and then. You know, being able to remember all these words that people said that you can share in your own life, you know, with people you care about. Right? Exactly. But all right. So you want to get some music going? Hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> Did I just say that? Holy fuck. <laughs> all right. Out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, we're going to play this right now. This is Dirty Rotten. I'm Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> 
Trouble, brand new single from Dirty Rotten out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. That features Dusty Robinson, who if you're from the Tulsa area, you would surely recognize this guy because he's been the the sound guy for Badass Renee's, Billy Renee's for quite a while, and now he's the sound guy for the Vanguard, and I believe he was with them a long time ago as well. Okay. So, he's got a brand new track out here. Very cool. Lots of, lots of groove. Lots of you know, distortion and melody and just hanging it all out there. Yeah. Mixing it up with, you know, not really rap, but almost rap. And then some, <laughs> you know, distorted kind of industrial style vocals as well. That'll work, you know, to bring it all together. So very cool to hear this. It's on Dirty Rotten Music Inc. is the label that he's got as well. So look that up on Facebook. Give him a follow. You can find this song pretty much everywhere for 99 cents. So support this guy and support all kinds of music like this. Can't beat that. Exactly. All right. So now, like we said, we had that music. We had some Pantera talk, Vinnie Paul talk. Now we're going to switch another gear to the Night Flight Orchestra. I mean, you know, these guys have continuously had our top albums of the year whenever they put records out. I think one or two of them was our absolute top album of the year. Right. But yeah, three three albums that they yes. put out have all three been on our list. You goddamn right they have. And this is number four and it will be on our list. Oh, it'll of twenty eighteen. There's no goddamn there's no fucking way it won't be on our list. Night Flight Orchestra, love these guys. If you don't know what's going on here, it's some guys from Soil Work, some guys from Arch Enemy, Swedish melodic death metal come together in a side project to do like an AOR late seventies, early eighties 
classic rock vibe. Think Journey, think REO, think Night Ranger. I mean, you know, and, and they, they do it perfectly. They do, I think, I think in some ways they do it better than the originals. Yeah. But it's not like a tribute, but it's just, I don't know. You take it from here. You know what I mean? It's just the, the things they're doing. It's, it's super awesome. It's like if Peter Cetera got in a car and turned on the radio and it was playing Little Lies by Fleetwood Mac. Jesus Christ. And then they were flying down the speedway and ran dead into the first album by Boston and completely like it caused an explosion. You know? I, I love this. And then and then the funeral, they played Keep on Rolling by REO Speedwagon. That's right. I mean, goddamn, this is this is what we're fucking <laughs> talking about, people. And these are guys from melodic death metal bands, okay? And they're they're putting this kind of which is great, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love all that. But stuff. this this is the diversity that I'm talking about that I love. Um, you know, because you know, as much as I love fucking Lamb of God, I fucking love Journey. So this, so to have this kind of stuff is amazing, and to have a, a fourth album and to have these guys keep doing it and doing it at the level that they're—I mean, it's just how are how are you not? This is my question to you, you listeners: How the fuck are you not listening to this band? There's no goddamn excuse. You can literally type it in in Google: Night Flight Orchestra. And a whole world is opened up to you. Speaking of world, sometimes the world ain't enough. And yeah, I know, but this time it is, goddammit. We didn't even say the name of the Yeah, well, see, I got excited. (laughs) I'm sorry, but shit. (laughs) Something I wanted to point out is what you mentioned, you know, we're fortunate now we've got four albums here. Yes. When that first album came out, it's 2012 now, I think, or 13. It might have been 13 or 14. But anyway... When that came out, I was completely blown away just because Bjorn Strid, you know, is one of my favorite mm-hmm. metal singers. And then to hear him doing this completely just floored me because it was, a, you know, an homage to all the stuff I yes, loved as well. Totally. But I'm sure we talked about this then. We're like, this is a magical fucking album. Uh, the, first, it, the first album. But oh, we'll, goddamn. But this is likely going to be it, you know? And we still get, yeah. We might get something else down the line if we're lucky, but here we set four or five years later with four albums from these guys. It's I like know. they it, were putting as much attention on this yeah. as him and David Anderson put on Soul Work. And as, uh, I forgot his name from Arch Enemy, puts in Arch Charlie. Enemy. Yeah. Charlie D'Angelo. Yeah, they... I mean, how fucking lucky are we? Yeah, I mean, they put full-born effort into those two bands because mm-hmm. those are their bread and butter and they yeah. tour the world on those acts. But... Anytime they have free time, they're making a new album yeah. and even playing shows, you know, in Europe when they can with this band. That's right. And I, I would love, I would love some U.S. shows. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I, and I'll admit this myself. I don't think we deserve them. <laughs> no. Because the U.S., they don't know what the fuck they got. They're fucking stupid. They want to listen to Seether all day. So that's what the fuck you get. They can come to Chicago so, and yeah. get 48 people in there, us yeah. being two of them that drove nine hours. Exactly. Like, so you know. know what? You fucking mouth-breathing fucks, you listen to your Seether, you listen to your fucking Chevelle and your Five Figure Death Punch. That's what the fuck you fucking deserve. And drink your Bud Light. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, and off my soapbox. <laughs> but to this album... Something else I want to speak on is like, this sounds like what we know from Night Flight Orchestra, but it also sounds 
completely different in the span of what they were doing with that first album. Yeah. I mean, they already started transitioning on the last couple albums. Amber Galactic had a lot more AOR feel than the first album had just a lot of mm. classic rock feel to it. Yep. And now this one just completely goes into that vein to where it's like... I mean, Lovers in the Rain. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's just that... It Which feels is so like good, don't get me wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Do you remember what you told me when you first listened to this album? Uh, probably not, but I bet you can tell me. I'm try. I can't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said that if you said that if this album was a person, it would be a substitute teacher. At a oh, high that school guy. Yeah, no, no, no. In no, Baltimore, no. or something. No, yeah. This would Did, be on the East Coast. If this album were a person, it'd be that guy with like the comb over and the molester glasses and the sports jacket with the elbow patches. That's right. He'd be like a night school teacher. Night school substitute teacher. Substitute teacher. <laughs> and driving a Datsun hatchback. In the he, inner city of Baltimore. In the inner city, yes. He he definitely loves Welcome Back, Cotter. That's what this is. <laughs> but man, this album, it has songs like Paralyzed that sound like almost disco-ish. Yes. And yeah. then you've got the stuff, like you said, Lovers in the Rain, which is just straight up. Mid tempo A O R stuff, and then you, but then there's amazing stuff like the first song this time just sounds like the classic vein that these guys have been putting out for four albums now. And then you've got Moments of Thunder. Yeah, Moments of Thunder is probably my favorite. That That's probably my favorite song on the album. And then Speedwagon and Barcelona, Winged and Serpentine. Those four are classic. I mean, this album. I thought. This is one of those bands that I, I think they're not ever going to top themselves, but somehow they every, do. Every album, I don't know if they if they're topping themselves, but they're they're putting out something as equal as what they previously did. Yes, know? sir. And this might be my favorite one of the four since the first album. As much as I love the second, third one, I really, don't, I don't know. I mean, just after listening to it several times, I'm starting to feel that way. <sighs> Ballsy move, Trent. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I mean, this is good. I mean, I like it so far. I like it better than the last one. So maybe I'm I'm on board with you there a little bit. Yeah. You know, I get that maybe. Right. Okay. But yeah, like you said, if you haven't listened to this, get on Google, get on Spotify, and just type this, the Night Flight Orchestra in. Yeah. You know, hopefully you listen to this sound, but you don't have to. Just hit play on the first song you hear. It's going to give you an idea of what you're going to get. Yep. First off, you're going to hit play, and then you're going to hit send message to us, and you're back. Thank you. Yeah. Or we'll give you our address, and you can send us yeah. an actual thank you card like Jesse James. Yes. Did. Yes, exactly. And we're going to be like, you're welcome. Be a Patreon. Right. So maybe after this little speech we had here, Jason Carroll will finally get his ass on board. He fucking needs to. <laughs> Jesus. He told me a couple weeks ago, he's like, I'm trying. I just not really into it. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong what with you. What the fuck? Because normally you're into everything that's right. Fucking shit. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Well, what now? Street dogs? I think so. So here, taking another completely 180 turn, going into some Boston punk. Stand for something or die for nothing came out almost two weeks ago now. Yes, sir. We've been meaning to talk about it, but with the. Vinnie Paul episode, you know, had to push it back a week. Yeah. We are both admittedly big fans of, of this band, and I know you're even bigger than me, but we've I think this always is, championed punk. But this yes. band, for me, is the one of any newer punk band that I, I put them above everybody. This is one of those punk bands that you and I mutually agree on that we right. love. 
Um, and I'm so glad that they put out a full length release. Um, they haven't in a while, which that's fine. They've done some splits, they've done some EPs, you know, whatever. Um, so. Yeah, you kind of thought for a while it might not happen because they had. Yeah, a, they and, had and they all have. They went all on live a hiatus. In yeah, know. they all live in different places and they all have careers. You know, Johnny Rio is a badass fucking barber. You know, Mike McColgan is a fucking 911 dispatcher in Boston. And you know what? That comes first, and I get that. So to have them do, they got Century Media behind them. They have a full-length release now, Stand for Something or Die for Nothing. And not only that, but it's a solid fucking legit fucking, you know, a stand-up fucking record. So I'm really happy. Absolutely. When the first couple songs were released, I liked them, but I thought, well, this this is good. It's just good, solid punk from a great, solid, great punk band. But it didn't knock me on my ass the way I was hoping it would. Yeah. But then once the album came out and I heard this thing as a whole, mm-hmm. it knocked me on my ass like, yeah, I, totally. like I hoped it would. Well, see, I, I, I think what you're hearing is, you know, you're, I, th- I think, I mean, fuck me, whatever. I don't know. You tell me if I'm wrong. I think you're hearing some guys getting a little older. I think you guys go, you're hearing some guys go in the way of social distortion, maybe getting a little more rootsier. Right. Um, but it, but we're still a ways from that. I think you're just starting to hear the beginnings of that. Yeah. Because there's still some pretty edgy punk stuff here. So, and that's something that we can chew on. Well, just like getting into it, what, the first song that like completely grabbed me was Angels Calling. Angels Calling yeah. is great. And then after that, Lest We Forget and Working Class Heroes. All three of these are like, those are the three standouts to me. And then Marion Believer yeah, Street. Yeah, that was the one I was in Marion Believer Street. is fucking amazing. Um, it, it's like, it's almost like it was there. It, maybe, I, I don't know nothing. I know Lenny Lashley was a huge, you know, Malcolm Young fan. Right. And, and I don't know writing credits or nothing. I don't know anything. But this really seems like it could be their ACDC tribute. That's true. Because a lot of those bands really dig ACDC as well they should. And well, in the way he's singing it, it almost sounds like an 80s rock song. Yes. Like yeah, you mentioned does. that to yeah. me before yeah, I even heard true, it. And I went straight to that one. Yep. Just to hear it before I even listened to the full album. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, These Ain't the Old Days, Lenny Lashley singing. That's great, too. Fucking amazing. You know, we're standing tall like some real motherfuckers. I've been singing that all week long. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's just this... This is, I, I think, you know, after some years of splits and EPs, you're going to come back with a full length. This is this is something to come back to. That's right. I really, I really fucking enjoy it. And I can't... I hope I fuck... I've not seen these guys live since 2009. I hope I can see them again. That's right. We saw them at the van or the, the marquee. The marquee. When it was called. And the we marquee. have had Lenny Lashley on. That's right. The podcast when he was touring with Darkbuster, which is a complete honor. Um, we did not get to see them live. I had to work super fucking early the next day. But I mean, I just, I really hope that we can check this band out this time around. Yeah, hopefully, like you said, with Century and Media behind them, they get a little more push of being able totally. to, to tour more. Yes. And, you know, because they, they will tour, they'll play shows, but they, like any of these bands, you know, a lot of times they'll stick to the East or West Coast and 
Yeah. You know, maybe do some festivals or something, but hopefully we can get some Midwest dates in here and get a chance to check them out again since it's been so long. I hope so. I love the street dogs. I've seen them a million times, either on their own or opening for Flogging Molly or whoever. Right. Way back in the day. I mean, I just, I, you know. I Didn't really... we see them open for uh, Social Distortion? Yes, they opened for Social that's Distortion like once. Time... And they opened for yeah. Flogging Molly once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, the first that was, time I saw him, I think. That was that was fucking amazing. Right. So I, I'm just, I really hope I can see them again. It's good stuff. But like Jason said, get on our previous stuff and look up the Lenny Lashley episode. Yes, definitely. Pretty cool stuff. Cool guy to talk to. Yes, that guy is super, he's super experienced, super smart. It, it's a great episode. Without a doubt. Okay, so we've had some punk, we've had some AOR <laughs> That's what it's about, man. That's what it's fucking about. Some Vinnie Paul, some Dirty Rotten, and now we're turning some gears again to some hardcore out of Texas. Let's do it. Yeah, Narwolf is a band out of Austin, Texas, like I said. Hardcore band. And when I say hardcore, I mean fucking real hardcore. Not, you know, that generic hardcore. These guys are fucking laying it out. Just Google them. And I mean, just get on their Facebook and, like, look at a fucking video. You know, this is what you expect from a band like this, you know? Yeah. They play live and they fucking lay it out there and puke and all. Yeah, that's right. You'll hear about that here in just a bit. But they they're starting this tour. The Kiss My D tour actually starts. If you're hearing this Thursday, it starts tonight or tomorrow night, and then this like the third show I think is here in Tulsa this Saturday night, July seventh, at Badass Renee's with Covina. So get out there. I believe the Decomposed. Maybe no, I don't want to say that. There's a local band on the bill, but I, I should have looked that up. I'll come back after this <laughs> after this interview airs here and okay. right now. When this ends in like 20 minutes, you'll hear me tell you who's actually playing. Gotcha. But anyway, if you're in the Tulsa area, check him out. If you're anywhere else in the country, this tour is going across the Midwest and the East Coast back down. So it even goes down to Florida. So there's somewhere you can check these guys out. So get on Facebook and look up Narwolf. That's G-N-A-R-W-O-L-F. In the meantime, while you're doing that, look us up on Facebook as well. Follow us. If you're listening to us on iTunes or YouTube or Google or whatever, click subscribe or click follow. If you're the same thing with SoundCloud, click like on this. Leave a comment about any of this podcast. We'd appreciate it. Look us up at thethunderunderground.com and all that great stuff. Hell yeah. All right, let's get into this. Here is all four members of Narwolf. does the dog play uh, he's our merch guy he actually oh, plays nice. actually. he writes everything <laughs> he, he is the narwhal yeah he's the narwhal he's the chief songwriter yeah yeah <laughs> the, the hit maker right all right so you guys are heading to the rail club in fort worth tonight oh fuck yeah like are you in austin right now so you're heading out right after this or what Shortly, yeah. Yeah. 
Have you leave five. That's the plan. Have you guys played there before? No. Not at the Rail Club. We were playing in Fort Worth, though. Yeah. Is this the first? Is this the last show you got up until the Kiss My Detour? Mm. Yes. Yeah. All right, talk like talk about that. Like you guys toured with Covina before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a Texas tour last year with those guys. It was like nine of us in a fifteen passenger van. It was great. Yeah, sure didn't smell bad at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, smells like roses. You know, I guess. Was well, that what you guys are doing this time again? All jumping in the van? Oh, no, not this time. Not for two weeks across the U.S. Um, <laughs> they've, they've got a van, and then we've got our, our bus, our magic NAR bus. We're uh, taking out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> My thoughts. <laughs> what are you guys looking forward to hitting on this tour that you haven't before? Um, we haven't hit any of these places before besides the Texas uh, dates. Yeah. Yeah, this, this will be our first time outside of Texas, so. Okay. Looking forward to everything. <laughs> Looking forward to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about the EP2, your second EP that came out here a while back. Um, I noticed, you know, like song title wise and lyric wise, it seems like there's kind of a theme throughout this. Like, is that a, is that a concept or does each song kind of stand on its own? It has nothing to do with anything. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, it's a concept. Um, essentially it's just a, uh, about a haunted, uh, Texas town back in the day with all these weird characters and situations going on. Um, like you've got a werewolf and some vampires and a seductress cannibal and a serial killer, some zombie ghost things, you know, stuff like that. Was very, it, very macabre. <laughs> was it based off of anything particular or is it just something you came up with on your own? It's just some random, random things that came up all in my head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all, in, all in his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> yep. All the weird stuff comes out. So, so uh, was this self-recorded, or did you guys have anybody produce, or how did that come about? Um, we didn't have a producer per se. We, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, still produced, but there's some guys here in town that. Um, have I guess they don't have their own recording studio, but they use a uh, <laughs> shout out Jeremy. They uh, they use uh, some studio kind of up in the hills here in Austin, and uh, they tracked us and recorded us, and then we sent it off to a buddy of ours to mix and master. So it wasn't done in house per se; like we didn't record it in our garage or anything. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Like, how, how do you guys write? Are you uh? Obviously, you write all the, the lyrics and the concept and everything. How does the music come about? Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, but usually it's just me and Steven uh, just fucking around on stuff. 
Um, I mean, we'll we'll just try anything. If someone comes up with it, uh, we'll try it. Our motto is uh, if it we'll try it. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else. It's very fun. <laughs> Was it a lot of one of you guys bringing in riffs or that kind of thing, or do you guys sit down together and do it? Um, yeah, kind of, kind of both. Like yeah. mainly, yeah. trying to like have riff ideas, and then they'll sit down with Stephen and kind of work some stuff out, and then we'll, me and Marco will come in and like give our two cents, and like he'll throw bass lines on it. And then it'll get polarized. Yeah, it'll get polarized. <laughs> I dropped the balls on the music. Yeah, <laughs> polarization. Um, Drop dropping balls on <laughs> on, our, on our tracks, just teabagging riffs. Yeah. <laughs> Historically, hardcore songs are fairly short, you know, and both your EPs are pretty short. So if you guys are doing a longer show, how do you fill out the time? We do a bunch of songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we'll, we'll a lot. I think our uh, our new sets are like. Nine or ten songs. Yeah, nine or yeah. ten songs. Oh, okay. And we'll cut like a 30-minute yeah. set with that. I like 25. 25, 30, something like that. We can always like throw a song or two like if we need to fill time or take some out if we need to drop some time or whatever. But yeah. And we uh, we have a lot of fun on stage, so it kind of takes up the time too. Well, yes, yeah, another thing I noticed on looking at some of your videos and pictures and stuff, the live shows are pretty boring. You know, yeah, we, <laughs> no, pretty frenetic, <laughs> and you know, all all four of you guys are pretty active. Is that something that just came naturally to all of you, or is it something you decided to do, or how'd that come about? Is it just the music that pushes of, you to that point? The music definitely facilitates it. Um, yeah, but we just all like having fun and moving. And- we can't stand watching bands and just kind of stand there and they're kind of boring. Right. <laughs> so, and, and I don't know, we just like being free on stage, just being able to go nuts and not really having any cares about what anybody thinks. It's just, this is, this is what we do. This is what we bring. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, whatever. Yeah. Anyone's ever caught a headstock in the face or anything like that so far? Not yet. Uh, not yet. Not, yet. Yeah. not Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he oh. he's caught his own head stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've gotten poked in the back a few times by guitars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Elbowed in the eye. <laughs> oh yeah. I accidentally elbowed this guy in the eye when I jumped it. Jumped it. I think one show, uh, Andy tackled this guy. Yeah. He plays drums. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Any like falling down or wiping out, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I fall down probably at least three times a set. (laughs) This guy's puked like three times. Puked on stage, you said? (laughs) One time I puked on stage. Yeah. But he kept playing. But I kept playing. He kept playing. That's what counts. That's what counts. Was Was it like, you know. Were you sick, or was it like alcohol induced, or? <laughs> it was definitely yeah. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last, uh, it was like I was drinking the whole day, and I didn't eat anything. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. and the whole <laughs> I knew something was wrong because he wasn't moving; he was just standing there. And then the last song, 
he's, he decides to start moving, and I guess it was a bad idea. So he sat down on the drum riser and kept playing, but started throwing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there any cell phones recording that one you know of? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a good video out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, the other yeah. thing about that is other couple of you up front making sure you don't step in that and wipe yourself out as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, they were, everybody, like the other band in the venue was pretty cool about it. Yeah, I don't even remember. So. And <laughs> obviously, like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, all the other bands were like, how am I going to follow, how are we going to follow that up? Like, uh, <laughs> stage or what? Yeah, that, that was the headliner. <laughs> I noticed in a song like Hector the Foreigner, you've got some clean vocals just in one part of it. Like, how do you decide when you add, want to add that element to the song? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of like when it feels right. Um, I have some clean vocals on uh, the first song. The first song, what is it? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know the songs by the, the by numbers. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't ever really use. <laughs> but yeah, Hector the Foreigner it was just like that kind of clean part, and so I was like, eh, throw some stuff on there. I know it's not the most polished thing in the world, but at the same time, I'm not just fucking Bieber, and I'm glad I'm not. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, come on, dude. <laughs> Andy just Bieber, sweet the on it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then yeah the first song there's some kind of clean vocals in the beginning and those are meant to be a little dirtier clean vocals Um, so if I do sound like shit that's the point (laughs) (laughs) well going back before this have you guys always before you always been in hardcore bands or you've done other stuff before this yeah, I think we've all done other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some metalcore stuff. Um, I think these guys have done hardcore stuff. These guys did I jazz. Think, I think Steve <laughs> did some some polka, some jazz, some fusion, whatever, whatever you think of. Done it. Yeah, he pretty much played everything. Oh, uh, except except country. Uh, nobody wants. No. <laughs> The first washboard in hardcore. Yeah. Hey, why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, sir. Hey, gotta make it innovative. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, so Austin is, you know, always known for having a, a pretty vibrant music scene. Is is it is it a decent place for hardcore? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a, like nowadays you got a lot of the the, the beatdown type stuff. Um, it's kind of taken over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there's that, and there's like the, uh, for lack of better words, like your butt rock metalcore type. What's glam? glam, glam. Like, like, <laughs> like, uh. Name a band, but don't say their name. 
Well, both of our experience in Austin, you know, we've been down there several times and been to a bunch of places, but it's always been on 6th Street. Oh, yeah. Like, are there good places out of that area, like, to see shows or for you guys to play, that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, like, 6th Street is kind of like the, uh, if you come from out of town or if you're, like, a college, whatever, um, that's where you go. Um, all the locals get real tired of 6th Street real quick. Right. Yeah, there's all kinds of bars and venues and stuff around. What are some of the what are some of the better places that you guys can play down there? Um, there's Come and Take It Live. There's a place called Texas Mess. There's Mohawk. Mohawk. There's they just recently closed. Uh, I like I like this year. Because he was just poking up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a buddy of ours um, does some stuff in a brewery, independent brewery. <laughs> He's very um, So that's pretty cool. There's some decent DIY stuff here too. Like, there's a T-shirt place that will throw some shows. Can't say the name, dude. Uh, what is their name? Fine Southern Gentleman. Fine Southern Gentleman. That's right. I just wanted to say it a few times, so I made you say it. Okay. <laughs> And that's okay. who's doing your t-shirts, right? I saw that on your Facebook. Those guys are doing <laughs> two our t-shirts. You guys did some research. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> your well, mother's pen name is... <laughs> <laughs> what are some other bands in Austin that you guys dig or that you guys have played shows with? Or Bury the Rod. Definitely Bury the Rod. The Vinus. The Vinus. The Vinus. Um, the Vinius. <laughs> Um, there's obviously Cobina, who we're yeah. good buds with and tour with. Um, there's uh, Purifier, those guys are red. They're real dope luck. Yeah. Um, the bear is pretty cool. The bear designs. Um, Insurgents. Um, there's so many now. Mothman. Ooh, Mothman. Yeah. Mothman. Man. Mothman. Moth. <laughs> moth. Moth. Man. Moth. Man. Moth. Um. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bands that kind of. Oh, Chernobyl the Secret. Um. Still don't know the secret. <laughs> In one of these days. <laughs> um. I think of some other. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Ooh, Nominee is pretty good. Oh yeah. They're they're like pop punk, but they're pretty rad. But yeah. Okay. Well, this is kind of an obvious question, but outside of asking Alexander, what's some other big influences on you guys? <laughs> Britney Spears. Uh, definitely pink. Oh, hell yeah. A lot of pink. Um, some uh, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Well, you got to go with the greats. Yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah. Martin. Yeah. Some, uh, what's that? Um, Guy Antwerp. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're kind of weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. You want to know? They're just weird. Yeah, it's like a this. They're like it's like, it's like a South, South African like rap duo. Club. Oh, yeah, um, duo. Have you heard that song? <laughs> I think you're freaky and I like you a lot. Uh, I think you're freaky and I like you a lot. Some stuff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're kind of fun though. They're kind yeah. Because they're they're weird. Um, no, uh, every time I die. In all seriousness. In all seriousness. Marvin Gaye was serious. Marvin Gaye is very serious. Um, every time I die. The Chariot. Norma Jean. Norma Jean. Number 12 looks like you. Fear Before. Fear Before. Heavy Heavy Lolo. Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Goose. Uh, Steve Smith's Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, um, what's, that, what's that band that we like? From uh, uh, from Oregon. Oh, steak sauce mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a really great name. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You guys should definitely check them out. Yeah, really that, that is one of the coolest names I've ever heard. <laughs> and they're they're cool to do. Um, you know, tour with them one day. Yeah, one day, one day, it will happen. It will happen. Well, we appreciate you guys' time. Like, looking forward, you guys coming to Tulsa, and good luck on the rest of this tour as well. Thank you. Are you guys going to come to the show? Yeah, definitely. All of Badass Renee's, it's a great place. See your nice. show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'll like it. It, it, and it always sounds good, so it's going to be good. Awesome. Hopefully, we will definitely promote it for sure. Awesome. Thank, Thank you guys so much. Yeah, no problem. There you go, Narwolf. Thank you to all four of them for taking the time out of their day to do that. Thanks for reaching out to us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very glad to have them on, as well as their little dog as well. Of course. I forgot the name, sorry. But the fifth member of course, know, of Narwolf is the Nardog. Nardog. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, check them out this Saturday night in the Tulsa area at Badass Renee's. And like I said, I would come back with correct information. It is, of course, them and Covina on the Kiss My Detour. And Violent Victim is opening the show. Brooks! Yeah, that features our buddy Brax, who has been on this show as well. Yes. He is also now. This is something we haven't mentioned on Fuck the podcast. yeah, yeah, we're really on this. Goddamn. I mean, we need to, like, just go into detail about this on another episode, maybe. But, like, we'll have Paulette actually on this podcast here in the next month or Soon, so yes so maybe that's a good time but hashtag moist that's right hashtag moist brax is now officially the lead singer of the band fist of rage nice of course we've championed this band many times throughout the the years we've done this podcast big fans of them 
Yes. Huge fans of Andy. Love the dude. Love but Andy, but this shit happens. So he made whatever. the choice to yes to leave fine. the band. So I'm glad that they got someone that is that's right. Not only an awesome human being, just like Andy, but also an awesome vocalist. And this dude's got he's got one of those voices that can run the gamut of what exactly. And it's gonna like open up Fist of Rage to something different because you know Andy's fucking awesome, but his voice was in, in a certain spot and Braxis is in a totally different spot. So we'll see yeah. what comes of this, you know? It, it, it is, here, here I'm going to tell you something. And this, this goes for a lot of bands and this should go for a lot of people around the whole goddamn planet. It is not our job to speculate. It is our job to support. That's right. So we are on board and, you know, we support everybody. Brax, Fist, Andy. So let's just see what we can do. That's right. So, yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing them live. And also, like we said, Paulette will be on this podcast here in the coming month to talk about the We Are Tulsa um, We Are Tulsa music show that is featuring. Like, yes, which I can't remember, wait for. Do you remember how it's many artists are on there? Like think, a fuck ton. It's going to be all day. 18 or 20 um, artists, each playing two or three songs, and everybody is yeah. not playing their own music. They're playing cover songs of other bands from the Tulsa area. Get your livers ready. That's right. <laughs> I'm getting a room. Fuck it. To get hashtag moist. You know it. Exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> all that matters. That is August 3rd at the Shrine. So be on the lookout for that as well. More to come from that. All right. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. If you're listening because you're a Darwolf fan, you love some hardcore. We also had on Brandon, the lead singer of the band American Standards a while back. Awesome band out of Arizona. Very cool guy. Loves the Simpsons as much as me. So can't can't not love that. Totally. Totally. We've had on tons of all kinds of people across the board. Like all the stuff we talked about earlier kind of spans the gamut. But if you like stuff heavy, we've had on guys from Death Angel, Seven Dust, Crozier Conformity, Overkill's former drummer, Sid Falk. We've had on guys from Megadeth, both... Dave Elveson, Chris Broderick, formerly of Megadeth, who's now in active defiance. Totally. Um, Arsenio Hall. That's right. Episode 121. Carrot Top. Episode 123. Uh, fucking, yeah. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Whoever that is. Whoever that I mean, is, that's from fucking Walking Dead. We, we've had them all. Yeah, that's true. Episode 181 will be Tiffany Rathison. This is how you know that Jason is drunk. That's right. And that's all you have. That's also how you know because I spoke in the third person. <laughs> right. Episode 181, Tiffany Amrathison. It's going to be a sequel to the Jeffrey Dean Morgan episode because why the fuck not? Why not? Why not? I wouldn't, well, but I would let Tiffany Thiessen do things to me that I would not let Jeffrey Dean Morgan do. When are you going to have Dwight on? Dwight from The Office? No. From- Rain Wilson? No, oh. from The Walking Dead. Oh, fuck yeah! We could have, we could have. You know what? We should Call have all Dwight's. Dwight Yoakam, <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Eisenhower's son. Yeah, Dwight Schrute, yeah. Uh, Dwight from Walking Dead. Fuck yeah! Call up. You remember? You know Edge from wrestling. Yes. He, Dwight looks a lot like him, so we could just get him and act like his Dwight. Let's do it. Fuck it. Play the Alter Bridge song. His intro music. Uh, why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Hashtag moist. <laughs> but in oh reality we've also had on Gene oh, Simmons fired from this podcast yeah. oh you know what god damn what we need to talk about you motherfucker Alpha Metallica 
Oh, yeah. Let's talk Son about that. Son of a bitch. Let's talk about that. Don't hang up yet, people. Hang up. <laughs> Did I just say that? Don't push stop yet. We've talked about Alpha Metallica before because it's a cool podcast. It's been yes. around right about a year now. Mm-hmm. And what this guy does, Tom Quee, is every single episode is just about a single Metallica song. And he is going in alphabetical order. Alphabetical order. And... I just saw a post this week where he said he's about a year into it and he's a third of the way done. So it's about a three-year project. And he's mm-hmm. also, you know, every few episodes he'll interject another episode. It's just kind of about a certain subject, whether it be mm-hmm. Metallica guest appearances was a recent yeah. one, that kind of stuff. Yeah, every, every Monday he, he does a song, but every week, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, he throws in like a supplemental okay, thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It seems like that's about yeah. about the schedule. And I know some of the early ones he did by himself, but as it catched on, now he's almost every week it seems like he's got someone with him, whether it be just a fan, a follower of the podcast, Mm -hmm. someone else that does the stuff like us, or like he's had on Clint and Ethan from Metal Up Your Podcast several times. Yes. You know, because they know as much about Metallica as anybody. And we love that podcast, by the way. That's right. right. And of course, Jason Wood knows as much about Metallica as anybody. I don't know about that. And he finally made his debut on Alpha Metallica. I sure did. This past week. Episode yeah. number 60, 61 or 60? I don't know. I think it was 61. I know that on all my socials, I've shared it. So That's right. Thunder I Underground tweeted the, it. The, the, the Thunder Underground tweeted it. So, <laughs> And just search Alpha Metallica. You'll see it. Yeah, and, he's on all the platforms yes. like us. Um, Tom Quee is a fucking master. He is a, he is a ninja at the English language. He knows his Metallica like no other motherfucker in the world. And this is just a delight to listen to the whole I mean just from the letter A to H and you know you still got you got all the way to Z to go I mean it's just such a fun podcast to listen to yeah for someone to to devote every episode to a single song you yes. gotta know what you're talking about so it can't just be like well this song's cool I don't like this song whatever you have to go into detail and that's what it does whether it be about lyrics about the musicianship yeah. You know, something different and, than your and, normal song, something that sounds the same as another Metallica song, whatever. You know? And he doesn't fuck around because I listened the fuck out of this song and I had notes and I did not fuck around and he still had shit on me. That's right. So, I mean, you know, Tom does not mess around. It's again, this is just a premier podcast to listen to if you're a Metallica fan. We didn't even mention what song he did. Oh, yeah, I did Hate Train. See, I mean, that's what he—that's how excited we're, we are over this shit. But <laughs> I, 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 I helped him break down Hate Train from Beyond Magnetic, um, kind of a deep cut. So there you go. Yeah, let, if you're not familiar with that, Beyond Magnetic is an EP that came out after Death Magnetic with a few four yeah. tracks, right? Yeah, four tracks that basically didn't make the cut, I guess, of Death Magnetic. Yep, and. Jason just did that one, and then here coming up in probably a month and a half or so, I'm going to be on there myself. Yes, and what what song are you going to be doing? Wow, wow. <laughs> I disappear. Yeah, that fucking guitar riff. I'm dude. gone. I'm <laughs> gone, man. <laughs> I'm going to be standing on the top of a cliff with fucking Tom Cruise Holy and James Hetfield. I've got a love hate relationship with that song. That's why I picked uh, it. I do yeah. too. I really do. I mean, you know, because he he sent us a list when we first told him yes, one beyond right. of like songs he had available coming up, and and it was all H's or I's. There was a so, few. Yeah. There was a couple that I liked better than I disappear, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna pick one that I'm not like super fond of. Just so you can kind of, I have to listen bit. to it a bunch, and like yeah. maybe it'll change my mind. Who knows? Yep, you know? yep, yep, totally. 
But yeah, like Jay said, Google that or just search it on any of the platforms. Alpha Metallica is everywhere. Tom Quee's got several other things he does. He did a Tom Waits podcast the same way, I think. Yes. He does a podcast called Battle Rap Resume where they just kind of battle raps, you know, and just check this guy out. He is on fire, really. That's right. All right. Well, I mentioned a bunch of our previous stuff, and we've got all that stuff can be found at soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. Also, thethunderunderground.com, and we're on everything, like I said, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Google Music, iTunes. Follow us, like us on all that stuff. Get on patreon.com. Look us up there. Send us a few bucks a month. You know, we'd really appreciate it. It helps keep this thing going. Definitely. And, of course, once again, thank you to DEB Concerts and Vit Screen Printing for sponsoring this thing. And, of course... Like I said, thank you to Narwolf and check them out on this tour they got coming up, the Kiss My D tour. Until next time. And we'll have to have a drink while we're out there as well. Hell yeah. Just I don't think. puke on the stage, dude. Okay. Thunder Underground, y'all.